This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon, looking like it really can't decide if it wants to be cloudy and maybe deliver us a little bit of rain or it's just going to be another hot rest of the day and a warm, warm welcome to all of you, all of our radio family and thank you for joining us here on Chai FM today on this uh, Erev Shabbos, as we get ready for Shabbos Kodes Pashas Chaye Sara. Thank you all for, for, as I say, for, for joining us, whether you're at home, whether you're in the car, whether you're unfortunate enough to still be at work, but still able to have the radio on and listen. That's also pretty, pretty, uh, pretty nice. Uh, just to open this week with uh, a little thought on the uh, on, on the Parsha, we have a very interesting discussion in, in this week's Parsha, where we know <coughs> Eliezer is uh, sent by Avram Avinu to uh, find a, a wife for, for Yitzchak. And he stands at the well, and he makes the following condition that I'm going to stand here, and <coughs> the girl who I say to her, please... Can you sort of uh, tip down your your jug and let me drink? And she says, "Go ahead and drink, and I will also give to your to your camels." So that is the woman. I will know then that that is the woman that you want Yitzchak to marry, and then I'll know that you've done Chesed with my with my uh, with my master. And uh, the Gemara, the Gemara in, in, in Chulin quotes Rav <coughs> as saying that any kind of divining, any kind of trying to predict what's going to happen, uh, that isn't the way Eliezer, the servant of Avram, did it, or, and we'll see in a second what that was, the way Yainasan, the son of Shaul, did it, is not considered Nachash. We know that that one of the things that we're not allowed to do is loisa nachashu v'loisa we're not allowed to try to uh, uh, read into events omens of whether one should do something or or, or one shouldn't uh, uh, do it. So he's saying that any 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 type of a prediction, any time type of a divining, which is not the way Eliezer did it. Where, in other words, where you are not totally and completely relying on your condition the way Eliezer did, because Eliezer was very ironclad. I'm only going to talk to a girl who gives me to drink. If she doesn't give me to drink, I'm not interested. I don't even want to know the time, the time of day from, uh, from, uh, from her. Uh, was there in, in, in Chulin actually asked the question, how could, uh, uh, Eliezer have made such a, uh, such a, uh, a condition, cause the Gemara, we, there's a, he brings a, uh, a, a Brysa, or brings a Gemara in, 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 in Sanhedrin, that, uh, that says that even, uh, non-Jews are, are prohibited from doing this kind of, uh, from this kind of, uh, denying, uh, this kind of divining, sorry, that, uh, in other words, that's, the town of that Gemara holds that uh, the whole discussion uh, did Tosus holds that that Eliezer in fact only gave Rivka the 
the necklaces and, and all the goodies he had brought after he first asked her what family she was. So he, was, he wasn't hedging his bets. He wasn't doing anything, uh, uh, relying totally on what he did. He first clarified what family this was and then, and then, uh, and then gave her, gave her the, uh, the gifts and that, uh, that, uh, and, and therefore he says it's totally consistent with what he then, uh, when he narrates the events that took place to, to love on, that is the order he gives it. Just, there's no, there's no inconsistency. Rashi, of course, argues on Tosfos, and Rashi, in fact, says that he, sorry, he first gave her the, the jewelry and only then, Asked her the, uh, the 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 relevant questions as to where she where she uh, where she came from. So that obviously uh, he was totally relying on his on his uh, on his divining that she was the right lady. And as soon as she spoke to him, he could give her the jewelry. There was no there was no uh, there was no no problem. Um. So so the the, the reality is the the morale. Asks on uh, on Tosfos, he says, he says, uh, uh, so Tosfos, so, uh, so he says, I don't, I don't understand what Tosfos is saying, because whether he gave her the the jewelry before, still he was totally relying on his uh, divining on his on his prediction that the wo- that the woman that would give him to drink that would be the the wife. For Yitzhak, and if she wouldn't give, if she wouldn't want to give him uh, to drink, then he wouldn't choose her. So who cares whether he gave her the necklaces before, before he found out what family uh, she belonged to, or or uh, or afterwards? I mean, the whole thing only began anyway, based on his, on his, uh, on his. Uh, on his on his new hush, on his uh, on his on his prediction on trying to uh, validate what's going to happen in the uh, in the in in the future. So so we need to just understand a little bit what is this whole concept of of divining and what what are some of the the uh, the the halachas uh, uh, concerned. So there's a, the Gemara relates that uh, Rav once went time once time went to. Uh, the house of his uh, father-in-law, Rav Hanan, and on the way, in, in, on the road, trying to get there, he had to cross a, uh, a a river. And as he got towards the banks of the river, he saw the the ferry that just then was arriving uh, at the dock, and and will be able to take him. Across the river with a, with a, with a barely a, a momentary uh, a momentary uh, uh, wait, uh, uh, Rav saw in this a, a omen, a good a good uh, omen, and he uh, he announced with great uh, with great joy, "Oh, the ship is is coming is coming to me." And then he adds, It's it's a good day, it's a good day for us. This is a good omen for 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 us. The Gemara then goes on to say that when they came to to sit down and and have a meal, Rav wouldn't wouldn't eat, and the Gemara uh, put forward the suggestion that maybe he wouldn't eat because he was upset. He was now in a situation where he realized that he had done something wrong, 
that by by uh, seeing the ship coming in and saying this is a good day, that might have been a a situation of uh, of uh, of divining, which is a is a absolute prohibition in the in the Torah. That's why he didn't want to uh, didn't want to eat because uh, he didn't you know, he didn't want what he said before to fulfill that it shouldn't be such a good day. He should there should be a day where he perhaps uh, where he perhaps goes a bit hungry and therefore not be relying totally on on his uh on his uh divining of what he thought would would happen. However the Gemara the Gemara says that uh it can't be because uh Rav himself says that uh any type of divining that isn't exactly like the way Eliezer did it, or the way Yonason did it, is not considered a uh, a uh, a nichush. That uh, and 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 Rashi, Rashi there explains that uh, when when we talk about nichush, the forbidden type of of divining, is the way Eliezer did it, where he relied completely. On it that 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 uh, when you when you when you're using that similar as as clearly the precursor of how you're going to act whether this happens I'll do this if that happens I'll I'll do that then then uh, that would normally be forbidden the same thing with the uh, with the uh, Yonason where <clears throat> where he made up if the uh, he's gonna he's gonna venture up to the camp to, of, the, of the enemy and if they tell me to come up then we'll go and if not. Then, uh, then we we want, and that was different than the situation of Rav, because Rav never said if such a thing happens, then I'll do this. He just assigned a good omen to the fact that the ship had arrived on uh, on uh, on time, and uh, and and therefore there really was, uh, and, uh, and therefore Rav was not doing. A prohibition of nichush, and therefore his lack of uh, of dining on that day was was not any kind of guilt or any kind of of disproving the 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 nichush uh, at uh, at all. The 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 Rambam interestingly brings brings down. He says, "What is?" He says, first of all, defines what is nichush, what is divining. He says, uh, "Those which the Gemara brings down that oh, if uh, if my bread." falls out of my hand, particularly if it falls uh, butter side down, or if my stick falls out of my hand, then I'm I'm going back to bed. I'm not going to certain I'm going to go anywhere because that's it's a bad luck omen for for me. And if I do go, I know that I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to be able to carry out what I need to uh, to uh, do. Or uh, if you make certain symbols for yourself, if such and such a thing happens to me, then I'll do this, and if not, then then I won't do. Which is exactly what Eliezer Eliezer did. All those things are are forbidden, says the Rambam. And anyone who does something like that uh, uh, is is has done has violated a Torah prohibition, and in fact would get would get. Uh, Malchus, what's the problem? Why, why can't one do it? So, so the you looked up the the, the Sefer Achinuch says, and and, and uh, I'll paraphrase it says the the un- underlining uh, concept of this mitzvah is because uh, 
to do things like that, to rely on that. He calls it a, a shigaon. He calls it a, a, a madness. He calls it a, a foolishness. And that, uh, that, uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu organizes exactly what's going to happen. And that people who have any kind of, uh, a, a fear of Hashem or consider themselves the nation that Hashem has chosen, they wouldn't be doing, uh, false things like this, uh, at, at all. And, uh, it, this, these, uh, these kind of activities, uh, take a person away, deviate a person from the true faith in, uh, in, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but because he, he seems to ascribe that, that what is going to happen to him is, is happenstance, is, is, uh, is, uh, without any design and that somehow events can, can, uh, can, uh, predict other events and, and that in fact, that's not true. And obviously, everything happens with the Hashgacha Saboide, with the uh, uh, total intervention of uh, of uh, of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and and uh, being involved in things like that is is a is a very easy way of getting a person right out of uh, uh, re- the track of religion of religion at uh, at all. But a person has to has to know that everything is determined from Hashem, and. Uh, and uh, based on our actions, whether they're good or or uh, or bad, and these kind of divining don't help at uh, at all. As and he brings a posse, kilo nachash piyakov. There's no such thing as as divining as divining in uh, in, uh, in in the Jewish nation. Ben uh, Abachaya also wants to explain a little bit, particularly the 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 behavior of Yonason and also. Uh, 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 Eliezer, he says, he, to explain why he used this kind of a, a divining, and he explains that the reality was that he knew a miracle was going to happen. Uh, but he wanted the miracle to happen only as a result of his tefillah. <clears throat> only as a result of his of his prayers to Hashem, he wasn't relying on the divining. He was in fact relying on on his uh, on his tefillah, and not for one moment did he remove his his betochen and his emuna from from the hashgacha from the from the uh, divine intervention. And therefore, that's why Sajid Ben Machaya, it wasn't a prohibition of of nachas because he wasn't really relying relying uh, on it uh, in fact the the says on the pasuk uh, the girl who I who I speak to and I say give me water uh, 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 you know and 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 she says yes and and gives it to me see uh, he says he actually says the words that he davened. Eliezer davened that that is in fact should what uh, should what happen and he wasn't that he was relying on the on his divining and he says so the same thing was with the with the innocent both of them both of them understood that the main thing they had to do in this in this in this situation was to daven because if if the the miracle would happen without their davening then it might look like it was coming from on the wrong side, it might be coming from the from the side of the Yetzirah, of the evil inclination, and they didn't want that, <coughs> and that is in fact why they why they went and uh, 
and 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 they daven just to sort of to sum up. So there is certainly in in neither the actions of Eliezer or Yonas and the son of Shaul was there a prohibition of of uh, divining in the future, and it's clear that they Chasvashal never deviated for one moment from their from their amuna in Hakadosh Baruch Hu and in the uh, and in the uh, in the Torah, and they they saw in all their actions only the divine intervention, only the hashkacha of of Hashem, but uh, but they 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 uh, organized it. In, in 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 a sort of way that looked like a a, a nachash, but but uh, that wasn't really what they were what they were doing <coughs> at, uh, at at all. And, and and the reason why they they wanted to rely totally on on tefillah, we know as uh, as Javelio Lupian talks about that. The, the Rashi brings the Medrash that uh, that Eliezer at at this point had some personal interest and thought that maybe his own daughter would be uh, fitting as a wife for for Avram Avram uh, Avinu, and uh, therefore uh, in his own in his own mind that. Uh, he worried that if he was going to leave things as they are, then then uh, his own his own subjectivity, his own desire for the item not to work out, would would come to the uh, to the uh, to the uh, fore, and that's why he in fact asked asked uh, Avram, what happens if the woman doesn't doesn't want to, uh, to doesn't want to come to me, and. Uh, Chazal bring the remez. He says the word Ulai, but really said Eli. Maybe she'll come and marry me. And Avram had to tell him, No, there's no way that can that can happen because Avram is is a baruch and uh, and you are a kenani. Kenani are considered oror were cursed by by Nayak, and therefore there can never be a a connection between uh, uh, between someone who's a baruch and someone who's uh, has a but but he really thought that his that his daughter was was fitting for that. So therefore, we can uh, we can learn the the incredible power of a person's own subjectivity, and even someone who was has total control over over himself, like uh, like Avram. If if a person has one little subjective thing, that could uh, that could mess up the whole the entire the entire mission which of course could have a uh, sort of terrible effects on the entire future of the uh, of the Jewish nation and and this was a mission which did depend the entire uh, future of the Jewish nation depended on uh, Yitzchak being able to get get a wife because you know very nice that he was saved from the from the arcade, but but uh, he could only be a continuity to the world if he would have a, a wife, and that was that was the great uh, the great scope of it, and 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 the need to avoid any kind of a, any kind of a subjectivity that would uh, might lead for the uh, for the whole thing to come to come crashing to come crashing down. Okay, we're going to take a short break now, and then we're going to come back with uh, continue our discussion about Maisa Shabbos, activity done on Shabbos. This is 101.9 High FM on the program called Soul to Soul on the 
best Judeo Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 FM. We are back here on Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon as part of the network of the most incredible program on radio, the Soul to Soul series that goes out every Monday to Friday between the time of 1 and 3. And it is, in fact, uh, one of the cornerstones of the whole Chai FM programming, which has many, many varied things. And as I say, a lot of other Torah opportunities, not during that slot, especially at night, quite a lot of shirim, quite a lot of opportunities to grow and and learn the important details for this coming Shabbos. It, as I say, Shabbos Kodesh Parshas. Uh, tomorrow will be the 22nd day of the month of Mar Cheshven. Not yet going to make the uh, because next Shabbos is actually the day before Rosh Chodesh, so we'll do it, we'll do it then. As the Pasha is, is Chayesara and the Haftarah which deals with the first chapter of, uh, of, uh, Malachim where the David's life is uh, is winding up and kind of making his last will and, and testament and dispute over who would take over the kingdom. The important times you need to know for this Shabbos, the latest time for lighting candles this week is 12 minutes past six. I think by next week we'll be at our, at our summer normal of, of quarter past six, so we'll discuss that next next week. So 12 minutes past six is the latest time for lighting candles. If you're ready early, no question about it, go and light them up a bit early, take a tillum, do some davening, make those minutes really, really important minutes, really, really significant minutes, make them count in your in your life. Uh, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at five minutes Past seven, seven or five is the end of of Shabbos, end of Shabbos tomorrow, tomorrow night, and then we look forward, of course, to next to next week. We've started discussing in the last couple of weeks the situation of work that was done on on Shabbos, particularly by another Jew or a non-Jew, and uh, basically we sketched a, a scenario where that uh, activity is forbidden to have. Any benefit from it on on uh, on Shabbos and uh, and some of them the prohibition is extended uh, beyond the end of Shabbos, but to a period of time that uh, if you had begun that forbidden activity after Shabbos was over, uh, the amount of time w- w- would be necessary to finish that activity from the time Shabbos is over until the cessation of the activity. Only then would you be able to have to have, uh, to have benefit uh, from it. And that's basically, as we were studying last week, that if a Jew on Shabbos does any kind of, any one of the 39 forbidden activities, if he does it on purpose, on purpose means he knows that today is Shabbos and he knows that he shouldn't be doing it but he goes anyway and and does it. So it is forbidden either for himself or for any other Jew to have any kind of benefit from the activity he did for the entirety, for the duration of that uh, of that Shabbos. And we said even if he did it, even if he did it 
not wantonly, but he did it uh, he did it in, inadvertently. So he brought to most of the poiskin that said that it's also for any other Jew to have a benefit from it, uh, even in Beshoigeg, uh, because Chazal didn't really want to allow a Jew to have benefit from any work that was done on uh, that will be done on uh, on Shabbos. And and someone said that only when it is uh, when it is uh, uh, some argument said only when it's uh, 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 intentional does it become does it become uh, uh, forbidden on on uh, on Shabbos. So we learned therefore that uh, in a situation of of great need, then we could. Uh, we could allow, we could rely on the on the more lenient opinion that if, a, let's say, a light was turned on by a mistake, you can have benefit from it. But if it's not a, a real a real need, and just uh, or if if it's not a real need and it was done b'shoigeg, or in a situation where it was done. On, on purpose, then you'd actually have to walk out of the room if it was a dark room without light on and, and not have any benefit from that light, from that light at, uh, at, uh, at all. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, and again, benefit means doing those things that you couldn't have done without the light on. So therefore, but if it's something, if it's kind of an activity that uh, you could have done even without that light being on, it wasn't that kind of an intense activity that you needed the the light. So then, in the same way as you could have done it without the light on, now that the light is on, that shouldn't stop you from being able to do that kind of a uh, that kind of an activity, uh, even with even with the uh, the light. Uh, the light on. Let's say, for example, uh, in some kind of a communal area in a in a complex or something, someone, a Jew, put on a, a light. Or I'm thinking, let's say, in a block of flax was in the in the where the where the steps are. Someone went and uh, and put on on uh, on a light. So since it's it's possible. And I'd be the greatest thing in the world, but it's possible to go up the stairs even in the in the uh, dark. So therefore, I can even go up now that the light is uh, that the light is uh, is on. And again, uh, you shouldn't if you if it was dark. So you'd have to go up quite deliberately, quite slowly. So you shouldn't then go fast up the stairs. Uh, with the light on, because then you are having benefit from from the light, because that's helping you to go up the stairs much quicker. You should still walk at a pace that you would have been able to walk if if the light wasn't on and if it was uh, if it was uh, if it was uh, dark. Um, let's say someone you had uh, the light, whatever light off. Let's say in the in the toilet. Or, or in the bathroom, and then someone went uh, either inadvertently or on purpose and, and put the light on, on Shabbos. So again, uh, uh, whatever you could have done in that room without without light, you can continue to do, you can continue to do even though the light is, 
is uh, is on. Same thing you can't uh, organize or clean up or, or tidy uh, rooms or spaces uh, where you wouldn't have been able to do it without the uh, the light. And now and now the, now that you do have the light, you can't do more again than you than you uh, they would have. Um, if there was already some other light there, I'd say even before this light got turned on, there was enough light in the room. Let's say that you could even you could even read uh, without the additional light. Even if you couldn't read that well, it might have been a bit of a stray, but you would have been able to read on some level. And now someone came and put on an additional an additional light, even though it's now become easier to read you can continue to uh, to read because you did you did have at least some available ability to uh, to do it even before the light the light went uh, went 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 down we're going to come back with our last segment momentarily but we got to pay some accounts at the shops so please don't run away just yet this is soul to soul on 101.9 high fm this is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chayef, and we are back for just a few more minutes before it's time to uh, hand you over to the 3 o'clock news and then the broadcast of the Chief Rabbi's uh, weekly message and then, of course, some beautiful music taking you all the way through to the beginning of, of Shabbos in uh, just over three three hours. So we're talking about benefiting from work. So let's take the scenario the way around. You had a light on in the room, doing whatever you wanted, and now someone came, let's say even on purpose, and turned off the light. And now the light, the room is dark, so you are allowed to go to sleep in that room which was light and is now and is now dark. I, why is that not called benefiting from from a uh, from a, a, a locha that's done? Turning off a light is one of the thirty nine lochas, and even though now that the light is off, it's going to be much easier for you to uh, to fall asleep than it would have been when the light was uh, when the light was was on. Nevertheless, since as you discussed once before when we, when we were discussing uh, activity done by a non-Jew, since having benefit from the dark is not considered to be, so to speak, a, di- a direct benefit from the malacha, it's just a kind of a uh, a uh, a situation where that which would have stopped you and perhaps impeded you from being able, let's say in this case, to fall asleep, has been removed, and now it becomes easier for you uh, for you to sleep. So that's considered a, a roundabout, a secondhand kind of benefit, kind of uh, uh, activity, and therefore that is mutter. That would be allowed on Shabbos. You could sleep in that room, even if... Someone came and turned uh, and turned uh, the the light. What happens if someone got a bit in the house or in the environment turns on a, a radio or some noise or music uh, uh, member or starts 
practicing his uh, musical instrument on uh, on Shabbos. So you're not allowed to have any any real benefit or any real pleasure from listening to that music. But if it's difficult for you, it's unpleasant, it's awkward for you to actually leave the place or leave leave the uh, the house, then there's no obligation to walk out of the room just because he's playing music. Why? Because uh, the fact that that light was put on or that music was being played is in total opposition to your will. You don't want that music there. You don't want the, that person uh, turning on whatever it is that he, that he turned on. And therefore, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't even want to have benefits from that. It's Shabbos. Why would I want to listen to the, to the music, whatever it is, on, uh, on, uh, on Shabbos? And therefore, even if it's a a non-Jew, let's say, who put on the radio or was playing some 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 music, right? You you shouldn't have real benefit from it because, again, that is considered a a weekday thing to do to turn on music and have that kind of thing, and uh, it is it is definitely a degradation. It is definitely an insult to the uh, to the honor of uh, of uh, of Shabbos, and one has to be very very careful about about that. Uh, we're going to be winding up maybe with one more one more halacha. Uh let's say uh your uh your colleague went and God forbid let's say put on the the heating in the room on uh, on Shabbos. Uh you don't have to then sort of make sure that you never enter that room on uh, on Shabbos, if it's if it's your if it's your uh, your room, but rather you should make every effort to try to stop the person from doing something which is uh, prohibited. And if you don't manage to uh, to stop him, then you should have in mind not to have any benefit from the activity from the forbidden activity, and sort of stay away, not come too close. To the uh, to the heat source in order to get uh, to get warm, but you can remain in your normal place, and then if sort of against your will, you do have uh, any benefits. So that's no, there's no prohibition. There's no prohibition if you could open a window to minimize the effect of the uh, of the of the heater. That would be even that would be even uh, even better. Okay, our time is is definitely over for for today. It's just left uh, two minutes. Again, thank you all for, for being part of it. It's so nice to have a, a, a radio family and to occasionally get feed, feedback that people are actually listening and tuning in to Chai FM to hear myself and to hear all the other presenters. And Shem should give you a bracha for, for that. Hopefully you are the one that's being enhanced and, and learning learning from that. And I look forward already to Hashem next week where we'll be able to spend a few more minutes together learning and in the meantime, just to wish each and every one of you a beautiful, a, a comforting, a, a consolidating, and a very, very, very together and unified Shabbat Shalom.